your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, everybody, for joining the Friday Locker Room. These are becoming uh, weekly events, and uh, they are definitely enjoyable to do. So if it's the first time you're joining or if it's the first time you're listening to the show on a Friday uh, and you don't know what Locker Room is, it's the uh, app you can get on iOS and now Android. And I don't think Android has the chat function yet still. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But uh, if they don't, you can still join in on the call. Um, You just can't chat with people. If you have an iOS device, you got all the bells and whistles over there. You can join in on the call and join in on the chat and just talk some avalanche and just hockey news in general. So, all right. Uh, Not that long ago, we're going to – I mean, it's going to gear towards the avalanche clearly because uh, the Department of Player Safety came down with yet another ruling for, this time for Mark Shifley, with his completely egregious hit in uh, game one against uh, Montreal. So that was a hit on Jake Evans. You've all seen the hit. We don't really need to go into it. Uh, What we will go into is the suspension. Department of Player Safety came down and said uh, four games was sufficient for Shifley. Uh, we'll get into this because it's interesting. And I know a lot of people are saying, you know, the, that because Shifley doesn't have a history, that's why he got four games. If you follow me on Twitter, I, I kind of threw out to some people, I don't care about his uh, lack of history. That is insignificant to me. I almost would feel like because he has no history, that tells me he knows how to play the game right. And if he knows how to play the game right, he wouldn't have made a hit like that. So uh, I'm not saying he would deserve more because he he has no history. That's not kind of what I'm saying. I'm saying like he he knows better is kind of what I am saying. So um, let's uh, let's go around, Devin. Um, let me unmute you here. Can I do that? Maybe I thought I could. Maybe I can't. So you're gonna have to unmute yourself. All um, right. So. What were your thoughts, man? Like, we'll, we'll get into, you know, if you want to bring up the Kadri thing and how it compares to that, go for it. But just uh, tell me what's on your mind. Um, I honestly, I don't, I did not like the hit at all. Mm-hmm. I would say it would be a fair suspension if, um, I don't remember the player's name that got hit, but if he didn't get. Um, Jake Evans. Jake Evans, yeah. If Evans didn't get carted off and got like helped off by the trainers, yeah, I can see a four game being uh, significant. But the fact that he had to be carted off and took into a hospital, I think that right there just shows that was too much of a hit. I think it should be at least seven to eight games. I, I w- I'm with you. I'm thinking, uh, you know, that hit is on the level and maybe even worse than what Kyle. Didn't multiple times. I think he would should have been in the four on the low end, six on the high end for Kadri. I thought this was there, if not like what what Devin's saying in the eight range, because that was just completely, completely uncalled for. Um, so yeah, I think I, I I'm with Devin on that. Lothar, I'm going to save you for last because I, I really I'm, I'm can't I, I'm going to have people wait with anticipation. Number one to hear from Lothar for the first time, and two. 
him maybe go off on what he said. But Alan, I want to hear from you. Um, what'd you hear or what'd you think of the hit? Did you, did you watch it live or did you see it after the fact? Um, so Alan, just unmute yourself and tell me your thoughts on the, the Shifley hit and the uh, suspension. I uh, seen the hit just after the fact I had the game tuned on and I was of course tweeting away and I heard all this kerfluffle and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I look and there, I think that was the point where the other guy was holding everybody back. And I'm like, um, okay, I'm going to have to wait for this. And yeah, when I seen it, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> right? that, that, that made Tom Wilson saying look bad or look, look good compared look, look to tame really. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I, <laughs> it wasn't a full on charge from end to end of the ice either to Tom Wilson. So, yeah, that was insane. Like, why would you do that? I don't know. Like, he, so th- there was there was no attempt to make a play on the puck, none. And no. uh, I, I just recorded the uh, national show with Adam from Locked On Lightning, and and um, I kind of said the same thing. He probably had the mindset when he started his you know charge down the full length of the the rink that yeah I got to try to stop the puck. I still you know I, I got to keep my team in this game somewhere along the line. Um, when he knew that Evans had the drop on him and was probably going to score, his mindset changed to, I am going to unload on him. And he did not slow up at all. It was, it was really despicable. And and that's the stuff that, you know, people who want to get introduced to the game, that's the stuff they see. And they were like, I don't want to watch this stuff. That's how they play the game. Like, I don't want it. And it's not like stuff like this doesn't happen every single game, but this is the stuff that gets blown up. And this is the stuff that the casual fan sees and it might turn them off. You might have like, you know, the guys who love like UFC and stuff like that, who'd be like, yeah, man, this is great stuff. Like, you know, why are they going to suspend this guy? But no, that's not how the game is played. You have a defenseless guy who, you know, you're expecting to get hit whenever you're on the ice, but not like that. That was bad. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, back in the day you had the tough guys while they fought and they, they, they body checked each other like crazy, but you didn't have that kind of stuff. No, they, the, uh, I can't remember who he was wrote for the athletic and I even tweeted about it. Like he's got, he had a great point. Um, you know, these, these are your, like it's your brethren. Like these are your, your coworkers in a sense. Yeah. Um, and, and where's the respect? There was no respect in, in that hit. So, um, um, I'm with you, man. And I am also with Kyle because I love the fact that you use the word kerfuffle. (laughs) I think that's the the first time ever. Kyle, get in on here, man. Uh, cause you're, you're, uh, I know you probably have some thoughts on this because Kadri is your boy. Um, we we talked real briefly, um, and we both had the same mindset. Like, man, it's, it just makes you question how they came up with eight for Kadri. Kadri gets eight. Sheffley <laughs> gets four. Um, Wilson gets eh. so like history. Tap. History, severity, it is on a day-to-day basis. And I really think this hit is probably out of everything we've talked about all playoff long. I think this one is the worst, not just that he got carted off. This was his first playoff goal on his birthday. 
and he had to be stretchered off on his birthday. I didn't know that. Of all the stuff going on, I had I did not hear that at all. Yes, that let uh, the night of the hit. It was his birthday, and that was his first career playoff goal. Oh, uh, that makes it even, dude. That now, oh yeah. You know what? He sixteen games. I've changed yeah. my mind. He now it's even more now. <laughs> and and wow. honestly, that's one of those that you weren't even playing the puck like you weren't it's an empty net goal situation protect the goal don't skate through your man like that right there was nothing about that fundamentally that could have warranted yeah he checked up he did this he did that that was blatant um frustration and uh he should have at least got eight so i don't understand what's going on here and I think uh, I, I, I was catching bits and pieces. I didn't like sit down and, and my full attention was on this game. It was on in the background. I was watching, you know, bits and pieces. of. I saw this hit happen as it was happening. Um, did you did you watch most of it, Kyle, or, or, yeah. or no? So I was hearing that, you know, this was a frustration thing for Shifley because he – not that he got into a, a kerfuffle with somebody mm-hmm. else earlier in the game, but he – Somebody had him in a headlock or something like that. I mean, was he just was it just a regular hockey game where he was getting you know bumped around? Yeah, just... it was regular hockey game, especially one of those where Winnipeg was really high coming off that sweep of Edmonton, coming in thinking they're going to really you know keep that momentum going against Montreal, and then they're ending up getting embarrassed. So the frustrations were high. Winnipeg was not performing like they thought they would be coming out of the gate first two periods were frustrate there was it was chippy um calls were you know the whistles they've been swallowed all playoffs um i mean it's just and especially losing the way you are uh it was just a perfect storm for that hit and it really honestly had no place at all no, i agree I agree. Uh, before I get to Lothar Thomas in the chat says, personally, personally, I think the history is the main, I think, uh, difference between them. I, I think the severity of Kadri and Shifley hits were pretty similar, but the fact Kadri has done it so frequently in the past, specifically in the playoffs, is why we saw the eight. Could have easily seen more for Shifley, though. Yeah, I, I think in the end, that's clearly the baseline for what they had for giving Kadri more. But if you're going to use the 18-month metric where you can't say he's a repeat offender, um, that has to come into consideration too. You have to take his past into consideration, and you also have to take his present, which he's been pretty damn good in the present. He's been uh, on his best behavior for the most part. So, uh, yeah, use his past against him all you want. Uh, but for just for that specific hit for Shifley, I think – you, you don't even consider if he's got a history or not. You have to take this hit on its own merits, and that was just brutal. So, Lothar, uh, come on in here. Unmute yourself. Uh, I'm glad that you're you're finally uh, – you have a voice to the face of Lothar. And okay. I get emails from you all the time, which I love getting. Uh, you're passionate. And you had some thoughts on uh, the Kadri suspension. You have thoughts on everything, which I love. Um, but yeah, the Shifley stuff just came down. Uh, let me know what you're thinking, because if we weren't having this right now, I'm sure you were probably in the process of typing up an email to me. Were you not about? Oh, you can be sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So uh, go ahead. 
What do you think? Well, I can only agree with Kyle, what he was saying, because I watched the game live in the end phase, and when I saw Shifley coming, I already knew that cannot end well. And the way he hits him without even any chance of getting the puck. And then mm-hmm. now you get the result, four games only. And I mean, how can the NHL do so many things wrong in one week? <laughs> I mean, they do this thing, they do the thing with Reeves. They don't, they don't do anything against Pacioretty. I mean, come on. There's something That's really wrong true, with the department. That is true. The the I'm surprised Patretti didn't even at least get like a talking to about his uh, his hit on Gerard. That is that is a good one. I mean that kind of slides under the radar because the Reeves thing happened after that, and that was so what everybody was talking about. But uh, the Patretti thing was out of frustration, and that you know I, I think did, did Gerard's uh, height discrepancy kind of uh, factor into no no uh, no if, if you look at the video, if you look at the slow motion, Pacioretty is waiting for Gerard to come. Yeah. He is really targeting him. Yeah. And he is really targeting his head. So he was really put, putting it right into his head. And I don't know. I don't know what the referees was, were looking at. I there. know. Well, the and, 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 you know, Kyle was saying it too, and you're saying it. Like, we get a full gamut of uh, suspensions and lack of and you have Wilson get nothing you have Reeves get two you have Shifley get four and you have Kadri get eight so it seems like we're going on this like double everything so just anticipate the next suspension to be double uh, Kadri's to be 16 whoever it is it seems like that's the uh, math that the Department of Player Safety is using Uh, but you just don't there, there's no guideline for any of this. It's just, this is what we feel like doing. And I think that's the worst possible way to do it. Do you think this gets addressed in the off season in any way, shape or form? Yeah. And well, the, the worst of all is the one with Wilson. I mean, he's my yeah. favorite for a long time. And what he did against the Rangers, that's assault for me, what he did there. And only yes. $5,000. That's a joke. Yeah, I hear you. That uh, talks that- everything. That one is going to be talked about for for a while. I think the other ones people will forget because there was some form of suspension involved. Um, I think maybe people will be angry about the Kadri one for a while just because of the length of time. But because Reeves at least got a suspension, because Shifley at least got a suspension, uh, those will be forgotten. But the the Wilson one will not be. Well, Evans for, for will forget time. it. He will won't forget it either. No, no. absolutely not. So. All right, um, let's move on to – or, Devin, do you have more to say? Uh, I was going to call the next uh, suspension being Brad Marchant in uh, the playoffs. Uh, if we're going off of, like what I said, the metric of just doubling everything, I'm completely fine with that because I, I would like to see – I would like to not see uh, Marchant for the rest of the playoffs because uh, not a fan. <laughs> uh, Blaine, you're in the chat. Anything you want to throw in here? Yeah, I'm just curious. Sorry, I kind of zoned out for a minute about your thoughts or anyone's thoughts if this is addressed in the off season. Uh, I just imagine being like a new fan or somebody trying to, you know, cling on to a new team or whatever, and and uh, you know, become a fan of hockey and and what their takeaway is, like the inconsistencies between these fines and these, you know, uh, 
suspensions, as well as like the calls on the ice. It's just getting ridiculous. It's just yeah. all over the place. So, um, any thoughts there from anybody, I guess? Um, did touch on it just briefly. Um, but yeah, I think that that's a big problem that the NHL, I think is, has to look at in the off season. They have, you know, new contracts coming up with ESPN and TNT. You want to start off on the right foot. Addressing, not addressing all of this stuff is not doing that. That is just keeping the status quo and you're going to get new people tuning in. You, you know, you have the, the strong arm of ESPN. As much as I can't stand ESPN, uh, you can't deny their reach. So you're going to have new people coming in, checking out the NHL, TNT. Uh, you know, they do well with the NBA. So, you know, now they've got Wayne Gretzky in their, uh, you know, they have him under contract. So you're going to get fresh eyes on the sport. And if you don't do something about this in particular, that's going to say a lot to the people who already watch the sport, like everybody in this call right now, that they don't care about it. And I don't know, like, do you, do you get rid of Peros? I, to me, it's a yeah, no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Like he, he's, and he's not the only one in department player safety, but it just seems like they just don't have a metric on how to handle these things. And they're almost like deer in headlights. And they just hope that, you know, every game that, that is being played, they're just praying that nothing bad happens. So they don't have to deal with another situation because they don't know what they're doing. You were unmuted, Blaine. I don't know if you wanted to chime back in. No, no, I was just, I, I meant to okay. mute myself earlier, but yeah, I mean, it's, okay. it's pretty <laughs> difficult to, uh, to explain it to, for example, a friend of mine who's trying to get into it. Uh, and he's, you know, asking me questions and I'm just looking at him down, dumbfounded. Like I have no idea. Like yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I, we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah. You know. I mean, what you can show him is a uh, game two of avalanche and the golden Knights. You know, people were on their best behavior during that game. There was no retaliation because of the whole Ryan Graves stuff. Uh, that was squashed. That was game right. one over right. and done with. So show them that game because that that's a that's what the NHL should be. That's what I want to talk about. That's, sure. I want to talk about stuff like that. I don't want to be talking about like hits like Shifley did and Tom Wilson and and idiots like that. But um, so if the Avalanche are lucky enough to move on to the next round, things are looking good. But we are not going to put all our eggs in one basket or count our chickens before they hatch or whatever superlative you want to use. Um, if they're lucky enough to move on to the next round, Ball Arena will be 100% capacity. That is fantastic news, uh, not only for the Avalanche, but just for sports that we're getting our arenas back to 100%. So that's great. Um, I wanted to talk about the the DeBoer complaining after the game. Uh, and I had thrown out on Twitter after, well, this morning that that's calculated. Do I really think that Peter DeBoer feels that, you know, the abs are embellishing, uh, every little detail? Like, no, I, I don't think he honestly and truly thinks that way, um, about any team. He's, he's preparing himself and the refs for game three. Because now this thing goes back to Vegas, and you know he he wants to get calls in his favor, so he's doing that now. He's you know setting the tone uh, for his home fans, his players on his ice, and now if 
the refs don't give Vegas a couple extra calls here and there, or maybe questionable calls go in their direction. Uh, now you have a full blown riot on your hands with the fans of the Vegas Golden Knights and say, see, he's right. What he said after game two is, is, is legit. So uh, what was your thoughts? Devin, we'll bring you in first. If you have any thoughts on that, uh, you agree with, I mean, I know you don't think that the abs were embellishing or anything. It wasn't anything egregious that I saw, but what were your thoughts on what DeBoer was saying? Uh, I think, I think uh, he's just being a poor sport and being a poor loser. (laughs) uh, Honestly, I I think he knows that he's, 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 he now sees, but I think the whole rest of the league sees that the abs are a, a really good team and are probably the best team in the league and no one's going to be able to beat them in the playoffs. So he's just trying to make every, excuse count so that he can uh he can like discredit us so so you think he's thinking beyond the series i'm thinking he's thinking of next game you're thinking he's thinking of a beyond the series if his team gets eliminated he's got all these excuses lined up yeah i think already he's seeing like oh crap this uh, we're gonna probably lose this series so i'm already just gonna throw out excuses why we're losing Mm. uh i like it that's why I like doing these because I wasn't even thinking about. It. I'm not thinking beyond game three, but uh, very good point. Yeah, he he is seeing like everybody else is seeing firsthand what the Avalanche can do when they are fully healthy. Um, and that wasn't the best game that they played in game two. It was it was a struggle. And uh, if you listen to yesterday's show, that I think you're going to get a lot of that, especially now it's back in Vegas. Um, you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a, a fight. And you're going to, I think most of these games are going to be one goal games unless you get an empty netter or something like that. But um, that was kind of more of the dynamic that you're going to see, I think, in this series. And from a Vegas standpoint, you have to be like really demoralized because you played a really good game and the Avalanche still pulled it out. So, um, Kyle, what what was your thoughts on uh, DeBoer's comments post game? I didn't know Craig Berube could send text so fast. <laughs> he must have gave uh, he must have gave the boar everything he didn't get to use. Yeah, and they're just getting them all out of their so, system. So, it, it, so like Berube had the the mindset. You know when like you get into an argument with somebody and like later on you're like, oh, I should have said that. Yeah, he's like, like oh, he, you he's... should totally say this. It'll work. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Excuses um, are like buttholes. Everybody's got one and they stink. And they all stink. Exactly. So I like it. I think what you know Devin says is some truth to that. I think he's maybe a little nervous that, you know, if I'm not saying the abs are gonna sweep them, but he he could be. He could be just setting up his pieces to, to just in case. Just in case things don't go his way and he has all of these different things, all these different like excuses that he can go to. But come on, like you don't hear a coach say stuff like that like they were embellishing all over the place or however he said it if there's an embellishment like in a game there might be one like it doesn't happen hockey players aren't built that way uh unless your name is brad marchand and uh you know so for him to to, to just kind of flippantly say like that you know they were embellishing all over the ice is just a little ridiculous is uh lothar do you have any thoughts on what the was saying um, you can unmute yourself. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm I'm disappointed in him because he's a long, long time coach, and to say that Miko Rantanen would be the dumbest player in the playoffs 
if he would have dropped that stick just at the beginning of overtime in his own zone, that would be so stupid. And Miko would never do that. And he said it in the PK later. He said it was a heavy, heavy slash from, from Smith. Yeah. So. Very good point. You're not going to, you know, you don't want to take a penalty and you're, you're not going to, you know, embellishment obviously is a penalty. So you're not going to want to take a penalty on embellishment, especially like you said, in your own zone. Very good point. Very good. Um, Alan, are you able to, uh, to join in here or is Molly going a little crazy on, is it, nah, is it bag time for Molly? She's good. Okay. I can uh, slow down. What, what do you think? <laughs> you, your thoughts on divorce uh, comments? What do they mean to you? I kind of ignore them. I don't even, I, I read them and I just shake my head and I'm just like, <laughs> it's just an idiot talking. I don't know. Sorry. Excuse my words. But I mean, I don't know. I look at Bedner. Like I really like how Bedner's attitude is. I always have to compare something to something and Bedner would never do something like that. You're going to own mm-hmm. up your mistakes with Bednar and you're not mm-hmm. going to, he doesn't very often throw out compliments, <laughs> let alone he'll, he'll, he doesn't throw you under the bus either. But I mean, sort of go off on that tangent, but just, you don't do that stuff. I don't know. That's like kid stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. He, he, he was very childish. stoic about it and just saying like, to me, to me, that's a penalty. Uh, no, to the league, that's a penalty. There's Molly. There we go. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Right. She sees something out the window. Oh, man. Yeah, we're, we're we're talking about Peter DeBoer, so she's not happy about it. That's right. Um, so yeah, no, he he was very just to me. That's a penalty, and to the league, it's a penalty. So DeBoer's got to deal with it. All right, uh, we are heading to Vegas, and for the next two games, what do we think? Let's go around. Uh, the room here, Blaine, uh, or Blaine, I didn't even, did I get to you with the DeBoer stuff? No, you if, you, if, <laughs> if you wanted to say anything, I'm sorry. All good. Uh, yeah. No, I, I agree with the guys. I think he's just laying the groundwork for excuses down the road. Mm. Um, and it's pretty lame. It's just shitty coaching, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I like Bednar a lot. I think Bednar, and, you know, being an Alabama guy, uh, Kyle might know what I'm talking about. Bednar is like a Nick Saban type where he's not, like, making excuses. He's just like, yeah, we we suck tonight or yes. whatever whatever the case may be. Uh, my other thing would I would say is Rantanen, of all people, is not going to embellish shit, you know, right. excuse my language. <laughs> but, I mean – yeah, he's not going to embellish anything. Neither is Landy. Landy took a stick to the nose. He had a busted nose. Like, the coach should have saw, you know, the footage later before he opened his mouth. He just looked exactly. like a fool. So, exactly. that's all. Totally agree. Stay, stay unmuted, Doug, I'm going to come to you first. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, the, the, the Golden Knights don't know, uh, you know, what it's like to be defeated. And, I, and by that, I mean, like, you know, miss the playoffs. They're, they, they've, they're, they've had – success ever since year one so when they then they're facing a team like colorado that really has their number so far uh they're gonna be kicking and screaming and pouting and i think that's kind of what we're seeing right now um so we are heading back to vegas two games there uh we'll just talk about the next one game three uh how does it go what do you think the prediction will be um as long as, you know, the age-old quote, as long as we play our game, I think we're in good shape. Um, that first period, it was beautiful. Like, we came out aggressive. Yeah. Every th- all the stars were aligning in that first period. If we could, you know, 
if we could spread out our lines, you know, as far as shift change and everything and keep everybody with some energy and, uh, and just keep that momentum going. Uh, I think we got this in the bag. Um, I don't know what in the world was happening with how sloppy everything was. I mean, every touch was just sloppy. Every pass, I don't know what was going on. It was like watching a completely different team by the second and third period. And, uh, as you all well know, the second period abs is like the best. So I was, Mm -hmm. I'm going in the second period pumped. And then I was just like, what is this? So <laughs> um, just hoping they can get it together, you know, uh, dial it in, play our game, settle down, you know. Uh, it, and it didn't seem like there was much, like, communication at all um, throughout that game either. Just like everybody was down on themselves rather than, you know, somebody stepping up to shine like they normally do. So, uh, like, if we can, you know, stay poised, I think we got game three. Uh, it'll be tough in Vegas, but – uh, we're capable of doing it. We just got to get our act together. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, it, it just pucks were just like sliding off of, uh, of sticks and even, even the, the sod goal. I know he got kind of, uh, I think it was Petrangelo who kind of just got his stick at the last second there, but still um, even the one puck that was rolling up against the boards, like hit where the door is and bounced out freakishly. It benefited the abs because McKinnon got it and got a, a penalty out of it but just stuff like that you're right it was just a after the first period uh it, the abs were just struggling to put a, a good run together like consecutive shifts uh together so i completely agree with you uh so blaine thinks they're they're good for game number three Devin, i'll go to you next uh what do you think in game three i think um you know i think I, I don't know if Bednar probably said this in his post-game conference, but he's like, yeah, we got the win, but we weren't at our best. Mm. And I think, honestly, that the Avs knew that. And they know they got some work to do if they want to – because they, I think the Avs got to understand they're going to have to win a game in Vegas to win this series. So, And they know now Vegas is going to come out even harder. So they just got to get back into form because they had a sloppy game in game two. They need to get back to that game one intensity and if they do that and come out swinging and uh take over the game in game three then the series is ours uh i i totally agree i think because the abs even though they won that game uh did because they did not play their best i think they're going to come out different and and know that you know we escaped with one there uh if it had been you know, they kind of smooth sailing another one to, to in game two, not seven to one, but played well and maybe won like four to one or something like that. Uh, I think you might see a little bit of a letdown um, coupled with Vegas now being down two to nothing. They're going to give you everything they got. They know they cannot go down three to nothing. So uh, but the avalanche, like Devin was saying, like because they didn't play the best game. Uh, they have something to fight for do now uh, too as well. Not only do up three nothing, but to play better than they did in game two. So it's going to be a really, really exciting game in that aspect. Good point, Devin. Alan, I'll go to you. Uh, what are you thinking? Game three, Avs going to take this one, or is Vegas going to amp up their game a little bit more? I don't know how much they can. They they played a good game in game two. So what do you think game three is going to look like? I think they're still going to win, but I think they're going to have to battle hard. And if they have breakdowns like the other night, well, maybe they won't. But um, yeah. they don't have they don't have Reeves in the on the ice still. So 
We'll have to see what game four brings, but <clears throat> with Reeves on the ice, I think it's going to be a little bit easier. All right. Well, I, and if uh, you listen to the crossover I did with Carlo, who hosts Locked On Golden Knights, he kind of he, he kind of he's okay with Reeves not being on the ice. He kind of feels like they play a little bit better without him. Uh, and you know, the comparison between game one and game two. He might be on to something. I hope he is. He follows the team, so he should know the team better than I do. Um, Stirred the pot too much. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So I know. I, th- I think kind of everybody's in agreement here that uh, the Avs should look good, but we shall see. Lothar, coming over to you. Uh, game three, what do you got for me? Well, important will be to survive the first five minutes because they will come out really charged because of the atmosphere Full house there in, in mm-hmm. Vegas, and I will. I'm, I think there will be a complete different Avalanche game than we saw yesterday in the second and third period. I think Bednar will make clear to them that they have to play like in the first period and in the first game. And I wouldn't be surprised if Soderberg will come back in. Yeah, man, uh, I had mentioned that yesterday too. Um, that that fourth line, uh, when you have a game like that, they're not playing. So you want to have guys like you're saying, like get get Soderberg on that fourth line, because uh, then you can get them out there at least every once in a while. Um, that'll be interesting to see, and 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 an excellent point about the the first five minutes of that game. Yeah, this is the first game I'm almost positive. Yeah, that the Avalanche will be in an arena that is max capacity. So and and it's Vegas one of the most raucous arenas there is. So he, he nailed it, Lothar, with that. those first five minutes for the Avalanche. It's just going to be uh, weather the storm and then settle in, play your game. Completely, completely agree. Uh, finally, Kyle, um, I know you probably think it's going to go the Avalanche way, but what are you expecting in this game? I pray on game three and four in T-Mobile, in the fortress that Vegas wears those stupid gold uniforms <laughs> and those stupid gold domes yeah. and the avalanche could put down old yeller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take it uh, out back of the house and put her down. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, oh, that's we great. have another repeat seven to one game where uh, DeBoer doesn't have to worry about the whistles. Cause all you're going to be hearing is gold horns, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you if you have a blowout, uh, all of your excuses just run thin. No, nobody wants to hear it when you lose seven to one. Just you know, shut up and, and why don't you play a little bit better? Don't blame it on you know embellishing. So you know that would take care of all that stuff as a blowout. But um, the Avalanche are always capable of it. They're they're that good of a team. Or yeah, as good as Vegas is, it's it's always a possibility. Um, but it's you know being in that arena, man, like. I think even watching it because we haven't seen, I mean, that, that arena, that ball arena was crazy. Um, when we know that overtime, Miko ranted and goal, but you know, even watching from home, that's going to be, I forgot what it's like to see a full arena in hockey and we're about to see it. So, uh, I don't envy the ads for having to play in that for like Lothar saying for the first five minutes. So, uh, we'll, we'll see it's happening. Um, game three, and then uh, I'll probably do a show. I've been doing, you know, if there's a Friday game, 
in the playoffs. Um, I'll do a Saturday episode. If they win, if they lose and I'm ticked off, maybe I won't, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But I would say 99.9% chance we'll, I'll do a, uh, a Saturday show. So, uh, guys, thank you for coming in and doing this. These are always awesome to do. And uh, we'll do it again next, I, I would assume next Thursday. I don't know. Is, is there a game scheduled for Thursday? I want to bring it up really quickly because if there is, we'll either do it after the game or uh, after or maybe do it on a different day. Let's see. They are scheduled. They're scheduled the Thursday, June 10th. So just follow me on Twitter or uh, if you're obviously if you're listening to the show, we'll figure out whether to do it after the game or um, a different day. If there even is a game, because that's game six. That's supposed to be game six. And maybe we're not even going to get to that point, but we'll see. We're not going to get ahead of ourselves. So, uh, again, thanks, guys, for coming in. It's awesome when you do. I love it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Go Abs. Go Abs, go.